0: as an adult who has regrets and to listen to not just some some fictional princess trying to save the land but an actual woman who has regrets like i have regrets and just how regrets affect your life it like it made me think about my life mm-hmm. whereas why a fantasy doesn't really do that and this is just it's just so mm-hmm. different for us who Ashley and i have said actually said we read I would say 90% of what we read is YA fantasy Yeah, we're definitely branching
1: out now. Yeah. We're branching. We're branching out. So this was just (laughs) so
0: different for me. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not ready. Like I didn't read the synopsis for this book. I didn't know what it was about. Me neither. And I'm like, oh God, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) This is too heavy for me.
1: Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Don, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone and welcome back to the Nala Universe with your hostesses Ashley and Don, and we are together for the first time a very long time. Over a year. Over years since we March. started this. March. Was the last yeah. Oh okay. So for today we are talking about The Midnight Library by Matthew Haig. It has been a huge book in the book world. Mm-hmm. Like massive. It won uh Goodreads history. No choice the, fiction. Fiction right? I don't choice fiction though.
0: Just because Goodreads says it's going don't mean it's
1: good. And also is on the New York Times bestselling list and I yeah. guess it's still like ranking at like 16 or something it's like relatively yeah. high still which is abnormal so we're of course we're like we need to read this book and see what this book is all about so we read it and you're about to hear what this about book is about, about. <laughs> so if you are new joining our podcast Don and I usually start off our podcast with a synopsis our likes and dislikes that are all spoiler free and then we will let you know in the show notes when we are going to spoil it so if you haven't read this book you won't you know completely lose, lose, all. All, hope lose, all, hope. <laughs> lose all hope in what's happening uh if you also are interested you can follow us on instagram novel universe pod and we also sometimes post things to youtube novel universe mm-hmm. so without further ado matthew Hig and the midnight library so let's see here between life and death there is a library and within the library the shelves go on forever every book provides a chance to try another life that you can live To see how things would be if you made other choices, would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo the regrets? A dazzling novel all about choices that go into a life well lived from the internationally bestselling author of Reasons to Stay Alive and How to Stop Time somewhere beyond the edge of the universe there is a library that contains an infinite number of books and each one the story of another reality one tells the story of your life as it is along with another book for the other life you could have lived if you made a different choice at any point in your life so in the midnight library matthew Hagg's enchanting new novel nora seeds finds herself faced with this decision Faced with the possibility of changing her life for a new one, following a different career, undoing old breakups, realizing her dreams of becoming a glaciologist, she must search within herself as she travels through the Midnight Library to decide what is truly fulfilling in life and what makes it worth living in the first place. Okay. So, that's a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot.
0: And it wasn't until the the last paragraph or... We heard her name. We
1: finally
0: heard her name. Main character's name.
1: <laughs> okay, so with Albert you, what are our ratings, done. I gave it a four. <gasps> Me too! Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I gave it a four. I didn't, I couldn't quite give it a five, which we'll oh, probably no. discuss why later. I didn't, I had a hard time reading this book because originally I thought about giving it 3.5, but I think I liked things a little bit more than I thought, so I ended up giving it
0: yeah. I was going to give it higher and then some things happened that made me give it lower. And of course I will say what those things were, but I was expected to be blown away. Mm-hmm. And that was not Not that it's bad. It's not bad.
1: No, it's, it's definitely not bad. No. We have read bad. Yes. We have the claims of bad. <laughs> really...
0: But I was not like, I don't know, for some reason, it's, this is going to sound really bad, but for some reason when I read adult, I just, I just assume that I'm just going to be blown away. Because it's an adult book,
1: too, <laughs> and I'm not. So like, I'm like, it's gonna be why great. are all these
0: people bitching about YA? Because adult ain't always great. Mm-hmm. So there's
1: plow holes, there are narration issues, characters underdeveloped, you name it. It's yeah. it happens in every single realm of books that we have read. Mm-hmm. But I always think it too because I feel like adult books are supposed to be like way more advanced beyond our years. Yeah so we should be given better, like J.R. Tolkien, or, you know, George Martin, or something like, like, Mm. some sort of intense book. And, lots of times, that's not what happens. No. So, okay, going into our dislikes. Who's first? Should I start? Yeah. I did not like our main character, Nora. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... She was very blasé for me in a lot of ways. The, and it wasn't so much more in the beginning of the book. It was more towards the middle of the book, where we're, like, really trying to figure out what her decision is going to be within this library. So, basically, you know, she finds herself that in that in-between space, right? Where she mm-hmm. had... We, we don't know what has happened to her, but it's assumed that she's, you know tried to kill herself and somehow she ends up in the library Mm -hmm. and it's faced with all these different decisions I was like oh wow she's gonna be like this really great character and have like a bunch of growth and I felt like when she was trying out all of her different lives that she could have led some of them I felt like I was still getting the same Nora in them okay as I was presented with so when I say blah it was not like she was a different person in each life she was still herself. So yeah, for me that was one of my, my I didn't have that as a
0: dislike, but I I see I see what you're coming from, I see what you're saying. She wasn't a big personality and actually there were moments where she would be really snarky and I was like that Who is doesn't that? seem like that would be someone mm-hmm. so I don't want to say depressed but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah i didn't have that but I, I i see what you're saying okay so my major major dislike is usually when you read um any book and i, I went to an author visit from ruda sapettis and she said that the reader gets whatever they can get mm-hmm. out of the book mm-hmm. it's not up to the author to tell you what to get out of the book it's up to you to get Whatever you get, and everyone is going to do something different, and everyone's correct. Yeah. But in a book like this, I'm like, okay, well, Matt Haig definitely has something to say, and he's going to tell me what the point of the book is. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for it, and I'm waiting for it. And it just seemed to be, like, a lot going on. Yeah. And I kept waiting for to be a little bit more cohesive. Finally, at the end, he does say what his point is, but by then, I was... I had already dropped it to a four. Yeah. Me too. So that was my problem. It was just too much going on. Mhm. It lacked focus. Yeah. Just a little bit. At the end it was fine, but it did lack a little focus for me. So Yeah. That's why it was not a four and a half.
1: I I can totally agree because I was wait I was waiting for that big moment because yeah. because Matt Hegg is known for his non fiction books. Like he's a nonfiction writer, so when he, I was watching someone else, um, kind of get their debriefing on how disappointed they were in him because his fiction work is not nearly as good as his nonfiction work, and it's always like a deep, philo- philosophical, like thinking and like something you're gonna get, a, um, from this book or whatever. And they were like, it just didn't happen. So they felt as though, you know, he had an editor or something like that that was like, your name is really huge. Like we can push this book out. Let's do it. And yada yada yada, and so they were just griping about, you know, yeah. how disappointed they were. To
0: the same Is that the guy you listened? to listen to yeah. too? Yeah. He have glasses. Like, he, did. On here. Yeah. he did. Yeah.
1: He did. He <laughs> did. I was like, interesting. Like, but I could almost agree with him, even though I haven't read any of Matt's yeah. other books. I could see where he was coming from because Matt. Some of my issues with the book, resonated with some of the things that he had to say. And they're not, like, really
0: big things Oh, no, they're not. Like, it's, I also have like, three dislikes, which is a first for Dawn.
1: Because usually um, my dislikes is a page and a half.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's very true. That's very true. No, mine are right here. It's just right here. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay, so another issue I have with this book is... You, you, you already know how this book is going to end. Like, somewhat. You know that... It, it's, it's very clear once we start going into the library how some things are going to fall in place and it's all about the journey to get there all along you know the route that we take so that part I was kind of like uh because on Nora's journey to find who she is as a person I mean, she's a 35 year old woman that has just lost out in life like everything just sucks she's just not made it big for herself you know she uh didn't say yes to this guy and this with her mom and this with her dad you know yada yada all these things and all of the secondary characters that they put in this book to help her journey I feel like it just I don't know it just kind of fizzles out okay a little bit (laughs)
0: <laughs> I didn't have that either. Well, usually, I, know, I keep saying I didn't have that, but usually Ashley to have the same dislikes. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't, it's it's a shocker. I know, but I want to talk about it. <laughs> I I am going to disagree. I don't think that okay, well, this the secondary characters fizzled out. I think they served a purpose, and I'm going to say in my likes. Okay. So- okay.
1: Okay. So not. my other
0: dislike <laughs> is... Like, I don't suffer from a mental illness, mm-hmm. um, and, I, um, and I've never been to therapy or anything like that, but, and considering that this man writes non-fiction, I feel like Nora's ending was a little bit too happily ever after, and she didn't go to any therapy. Indeed. So I feel now this... Maybe he well, of course he wrote it like that on purpose. It's his book. He knows what he's doing, and maybe it was meant to be a fairy tale type mm-hmm. of a story and not a now she gets all back on her meds and then she goes to go to a therapist three times a week or something. Sure, I can accept that, but and if that's the case, then this is not the type of book that people should be going to for advice. Yeah, which a lot of people do. They go to fiction books and see themselves in characters and emulate what the character does mm-hmm. instead of asking a real person they will seek out a book teens do it all the time teen librarian and there are some books that i will not recommend to a teen because the message is not going to benefit them mm-hmm. it's just a fairy tale message it's not a especially when it when the topic is like sexual assault mm-hmm. and the main character just like finds the the, the sexual assaulter and then everyone's happy ever. It. It's like, no, oh, I'm not going to give that book to a teen. Exactly. And if I do, I'm going to be like, you know, this yeah. ending is not. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't say anything, but usually, in, with when teens come to me and they say I want a book about abuse, I'm not going to give them the book with the fairytale ending. Yeah. I'm going to give them the book with the realistic ending. Mm-hmm. So
1: no i agree because there it th- this book touches a lot on um you know your regrets and what happens when you've reached the end of your tether basically and the concept of the midnight library is in fact a fairy tale like it's like that's not you in my opinion it's yeah, it's, it's 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 a fairy tale uh it's that, that place of second chance that I think we as humans try to adapt, like, into our our brains and, and hope that maybe when we've reached the end of our line that we would kind of get a, a shot at a second chance. But it's like, but does that really happen? I don't know. I, know I, I had um, I had some issues with this book, and this is just a tiny... I'm going into nitpicks, like, okay. in, in, my, in, in my little list here. It's nitpicking time! I had some issues with the narration of this book. I was listening to some of it, and a lot of the dialogue felt like it kind of just meshed together, especially when it was two different characters, like, this character's talking, and then this character's talking, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, are you, did it, did that actually happen? Oh, no, she was thinking it. But it was very confusing, to listen to it because i was like wait what did did she say that did she not say that was she in her head i don't know but yet again it's also a character who is struggling with you know depression and suicidal thoughts so it's that might have also been the tone of the book i'm not i don't know
0: i listened to it as well i thought carrie mulligan did an awesome job yes she did um and that was actually one of my likes Mm -hmm. but usually when a woman narrates they kind of change their voice a little bit for different characters she was just like i'm famous i don't gotta do that and (laughs) she didn't she
1: (laughs) she she really didn't i was like i was like where is this who is this person talking i don't know so and I did not have a
0: book in front of me. No. And I, I, I wanted a book because some of the chapters were short. Yes. And I'm like, how does it look on the page? I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. It, it. She didn't say chapter one, chapter two. She just went into the <laughs> So I'm like, oh, so I really wanted to look at the book just to kind of see the formatting. I never got to, but. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I don't have any nitpicks. I'm done. Oh. I know. Okay. Shocker.
1: One of my other ones is, I want to know what happened to a certain someone. Okay. It was kind of just fizzled out, and I can't really say it because it's kind of a spoiler, but that's one of my other little nitpicks. I was kind of like, wait a minute, did that happen? No. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Going into likes. Going into likes. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. We just say how quotable this book is.
0: Oh, yeah, that's my first one. That's
1: one. Are you serious? False. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it has a lot of philosophers in it. It's going to be quote-y. I mean, it can't
1: help but be quote-y. I know, but it was, it wasn't redundant. That was the nice thing about this book, is that I didn't feel like I heard that quote already in a previous chapter. Because you're talking to someone who has, like, she went to school for philosophy. Mm -hmm. So she's rather intelligent with how she views life and stuff like that. So I was like, this book, I was walking my dog listening to this, to this book And there was one life that she was in and she had said the quote about regrets and I'm going to say it because it's so good. She says, regrets don't leave. They're like mosquito bites that always itch. And I was like, that's a good one. Oh my goodness. Like it just kind of like struck me and I was like that's genius. It's so true though because you know, she's she's presented into this library right and the her, her guide is her old
0: school librarian old
1: school librarian the one person that was there for her in a you know in a crisis moment or whatever and you know the she presents her with the book of regrets and it's like you know the whole entire thing is if you could change even just the smallest regret you know your whole entire life would be different mm-hmm. and then that quote pops out and i was like Yep. Totally get it. Totally get it. Didn't have that one. But... (gasps) Let's hear yours.
0: I had... Sadness is intrinsically part of the fabric of happiness. You can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes saying your truth out loud is enough to find others like you, which I thought was really good. Yes. And this one is not really a quote as much as it was a moment in the book. And in this moment, she goes... She... She does the regret where she says yes to Dan. She she marries oh, Dan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in their marriage she said or the narrator said she had shrunk for him, but he still hadn't found the space he needed. Which I thought was oh, what a lot of people do. They shrink themselves for people but it's still not good enough. Exactly. I thought that was just like the perfect description for Dan. So
1: I like that one. Oh, I love that so much. I just love that like you could say so many words and it just is so single sentence with this book. So good. Yeah. So good. Not a
0: lot of authors can do that. No. Which we know well. Six what? page books. <laughs> no reason.
1: Three pages just to describe a wall. No thank you. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So Mrs. Elm, which was her her guardian, if you will, I just loved her so much. I loved the fact that you know, she didn't really give her a yes or no answer as to which life was the best life for, uh, for Nora to, to choose. And it was all a matter of, you may find many things in the different choices that you make in life, but you honestly have to figure out, you know, the best one that's going to fit who you are. You know, I really I really just liked the way that she spoke to her. I feel like that's probably why she was her guardian of all things guardian is not a term used in the book i'm just saying guardian because it's a lot more
0: it describes easier to figure yeah. out those <laughs> um i like the idea i have never read anything like this before mm-hmm. i don't think i have where you're kind of in limbo and then no i haven't where and it could just be because i read a lot of ya um, where you're in this limbo and you can go back and change some of the mistakes or not mistakes but your regrets Mm -hmm. not regrets not in quotes but regrets that you made so so anytime i read a book where i have not read the plot before i'm automatically on board i'm like yes i've never read this before let's go it it automatically jumps up stars Mm -hmm. so i did really like the idea
1: of it oh i love the idea of this book i there are some books that we read because and i read quite a bit that you're just like, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be so bad. You know, and you can... St- I feel like if a story doesn't grab you in the first, like, 30 pages, 50 pages is kind of like my next mark, and then if we've yeah. reached 100, it's like, this is Yeah, I was gonna say good. the first
0: 30 pages of the book were depressing, but the yes. fact that it starts off with, like, nine days before I die or before yes. I kill myself, I was uh-huh. like, oh, wow. Okay, or bes- so that... Oh yeah, sorry. Whatever she said, nine days or whatever the day was, you know immediately she's going to kill herself. Mm-hmm. And then as you read, you're like, wow, this woman's life's
1: oh, It's so bad. Yeah. She reminds me of Mr. Heckles from Friends, the old guy that's got the broom in his okay. hand. Like just these are all of my qualms with the world, and it all sucks, and there you go. Mind you, he doesn't just kill. He does kill himself. But anyway. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I really liked this this book because I was automatically transformed into a different world. And like Donna and I read a lot of fantasy related. We read a lot of YA books, and the it was kind of nice just to be immersed in like London, the England area. You know, like it's a real place that she was in, yeah. um, Belshire or whatever it's something like that. I not it be? I loved that. I love that we got to see different lives that Nora could choose the good the bad and the ugly like style of lives and you know all the things that you do wish for if you had a second chance in life and how it would play out because I think the whole entire premise of this book or at least one of them is that one decision affects a chain reaction into every single thing that you do in your life so you might decide well i'm going to go to mcdonald's today instead of burger king and that direct that choice right there automatically sends you down a different path so it was like these endless possibilities of how she could lead her life um and i really liked that it wasn't just like oh if you would have done this and this would have happened
0: yeah. yeah i had that too but I liked how they kind of used chess as a metaphor and mm-hmm. that, um, she kept feeling like a pawn or it can feel like a pawn, but Mrs. What's her name? Elm, Elm. Mm-hmm. told her that pawns are powerful because there are so many possibilities and moves that pawns can make mm-hmm. in a game and it can affect the outcome of the game. Um, yeah. and that chess has, after the first move, I don't know how many different possibilities there are to this game, but it, the, the number was huge. Yeah. All the different ways one could win the game. Mm-hmm. And then she also said that, I don't know if it was Mrs. Elm, but she said that um, you can learn how to play chess, but you'll never master it. Like, no one masters it, mm-hmm. meaning you can't master life. Yeah. So I, I did like the
1: chess metaphor. There were lots of metaphors in this book. It was just... It was nothing like I've read before, which I really enjoyed that yeah. about about this book. So that's all I had for my life without spoiling anything. Um, I did
0: like when she had this huge book of regrets and she's just listing all of these regrets and it's just like weighing her down. Mm-hmm. That really did. I'm like driving the car and I'm like, God. just like I listening to wow. her list like on 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 weigh me down as the reader and i like about this book once again you read a lot of ya it's relatable but not not so much as an adult mm-hmm. i can relate to ya when i was a teenager yeah. most of the time but for this book he doesn't really do that and this is just it's just so mm-hmm. different for us who ashley and i have said ashley said we read mo- i would say 90 percent of what we read is ya fantasy
1: yeah, we're definitely branching out now. Yeah. We're branching. We're branching out. So this was just <laughs>
0: so different for me and I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not ready like I didn't read the synopsis for this book. I didn't know what it was about. Me
1: neither. And I'm like, oh god, I'm not ready for this book. <laughs> this is too heavy for me. I know that one there there's one scene that she's like presented in and you're just like, Oh my goodness, if you were to sit in your own mind and go through and list out everything that you wish you wouldn't have done oh my goodness you want to talk about depression and anxiety like
0: yeah,
1: you could get a panic attack just thinking about it I feel like
0: yeah. and some, some of the um, life choices are even like small so like um, one choice would be if I had not applied for the library mm-hmm. I would have never met Alyssa or Elise and we would not be sitting here because I would not have met you Oh yeah, through them and through book club. Just that one decision. If I had not applied for a part-time job at the library, I wouldn't know Ashley. So just like tiny, tiny decisions you make mm-hmm. in your life. And that's what this book does. It just really makes you look at your life and all the decisions you made and all things mm-hmm. that occurred because of the decisions and all the regrets you made. And what if I could go back and do something about those regrets based on this book? I don't want to.
1: But, yeah.
0: <laughs> but what if you don't, I could, or... you don't want
1: to almost because yeah. it's just like like we said, like that one decision alters everything. I think about like with my one regret, like if I wouldn't have gotten married at the age that I did, my dad wouldn't have been able to see me walk down the aisle. Like literally one year later he was gone. So it's like and we I you know, when you have all these little things happening, you're just like oh, if that didn't happen then it would it, it would have played out totally totally differently, you know? Or even in book club relations, if I wouldn't have gone to book club, I wouldn't have met you.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Or gotten deeper with any of our other friends.
0: It's, it's true! It's true!
1: <laughs> if we're being honest, just making that one choice. So, do you have any other ones? That's all I had for likes. So, all in all, for our spoiler-free edition, this was a really good book. Yeah. I would definitely relate it to... To someone else to, to oh, read. Yeah. I like, totally it's, recommend it to
0: everybody.
1: It's worth it. It's definitely worth the read. Honestly, I think what you get out of it is going to be different just based on your own experiences and your own regrets and just how you choose to lead your life. But I want to leave with this quote before we move to spoilers. Um, if you aim to be something you are not, you will always fail aim to be you and the truest version of you as from the book man it is a really good so if you like what you hear please go and have a listen to all of our other podcasts and you can get notifications as to when we post another one so you can download them anywhere you get your podcasts from and until next time we'll catch you in the next podcast but if you're hanging around Bola, our next little segment, we're gonna spoil and talk about some things. Yeah. In five, four, three, two, one. that That was, was like, in sync, man. Oh my
0: goodness, we gotta do it again. We <laughs> have to do it like Jenna Jackson. She does it in rhythmations like this. Uh huh. Like five, four, four three, three, two, two one. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like having a problem. Yeah, like, <laughs> she switches her fingers when she when she does. That. Oh my, I can't
1: I can't do that. Okay. Woo. All right. So, give me together. to To uh, drink time. Mhm. We'd be really classy if we had some, I know, fresh to beverages today. here. <laughs> okay. So, where should we start with it?
0: Um Well, let's see. Which was your favorite life?
1: Ooh. Okay, my favorite life, because I did think about that. I wasn't asking that, question, <laughs> <laughs> that. I was going to ask you that question. I was going to ask you that question. Okay, my favorite life would have to have been if she um, chose to marry Ash. And I say this because, so Ash is like, you know, the, the doctor that she skipped on having coffee with or whatever. And in this life, she says yes to that coffee date. And that coffee date leads to her just being genuinely happy. She's able to do a lot of the things that she likes, and I think the most interesting thing is that with her connection to her daughter, So she has a daughter that she has yet to meet, and she's not, I mean, she's not married, she's not with anybody, like, she's not anywhere close to being with child at all, and so I found that interesting. Like, if you were to have, like, met your child, if you would have made a choice, doing something. It was like that particular child had such an impact on her life. And I think it's because it I think her daughter reminded her more of herself and what it was like to be happy and not to be expected to be this amazing thing because she had a lot of regrets from her her dad like putting a lot of pressure on her in life about her swimming career and all this other stuff and her brother like just not enjoying her because she felt like he was upset with her for not you know doing the band and like all this other stuff I don't know I just I felt like she was genuinely happy in that life yeah like
0: she was but then I think she left it because she said she felt like she was an outsider
1: looking in that truly wasn't her life because she hadn't made the decisions like conscious for herself yet I think especially like, cause she was like feeling like her C-section incision and she was like, so she's living this life that she doesn't actually remember being present for. So it was like, she's okay. had all of these achievements that she hasn't really gained as herself. It was just a choice. So that, I don't know, that, I liked the fact that that's why she left the life is because yeah. she could never have been truly happy because she was like living in someone else's like blessings, I guess is the best way to put that.
0: I was actually, I was like, if this man author makes her stay in this life because she found a man, this book is going to get a freaking two. Oh, I know me too. Was me like, too. I like, she didn't stay. because I was about to be pissed. Yes. If she yes. had to stay because she found a man.
1: I was really I hoping. I liked that life.
0: When, but I was like, please, But I get please. it. I get it,
1: though. Because yeah. that was the longest life that she led, though, was that one. But still, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, if this is how this is going to and I'm going to be kind of disappointed because I really didn't want, I don't know, I didn't want her just to settle like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to fight for her life. Yeah. That's the best way to put it.
0: So surprisingly, my favorite one was Dan, the first one she did, because I found that one to be the most interesting one. Because you know, at the beginning of the book, he's like calling her and saying he missed her and he wished they could be together. And she's like, maybe I should have married him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was a great guy and blah blah blah. And then when we see their marriage, he's a douche. Yes, he is. is. He's awful. He's horrible. He is that awful. Quote I did at the the non spoiler where he was just never going to accept her whatever she did he was the not the reason but he put it in her head to not be in the band because Mm -hmm. he she would have been better than him Mm -hmm. just like all these little things that he did to affect her life and her other regrets and i liked it because she seems kind of meek Mm -hmm. and i think she was she was just like well i thought he did that because he loved me and she didn't really say anything but when she lived this first life, she, like, clapped back at him. She was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not going to take this from you. And she, she like, fought for herself. And I felt like she kind of grew Yeah. in that very first life, in the beginning. So I just thought I really liked his character because he was so douchey. I know. Oh, oh, my gosh. god! And I was just like, oh, my God, he's the reason why she left the band, ultimately. Yeah. Well, she, it was her, too, but he influenced her and just... All this stuff he did. He influenced
1: her so much that Dan is a repetitive character in a lot of her lives. Like, she can't leave this old trash bag behind. Like, he's still hanging on. (laughs) Like, toilet paper on your shoe or something like that. But. I do agree, though. Like, she... So, Nora had growth, like, a lot in the beginning of this book, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that was one of her first lives. Yeah. That she led differently. And I was like, oh, this is a big... This is a big moment for a character to all of a sudden, like, have this much... Yeah. Growth. 100%. But, okay. So, Miss, um, Miss Elm, that whole connection with her, I liked that she... Um, tried to find her in real oh, yeah. life to see her to like thank her so like after this whole library thing and everything like that and doesn't the library cease to exist right like it goes up in flames or something like that because she makes a decision as to how she's going to lead her life and Miss Elm has like no recollection that she was like guiding her in any way shape or form and I feel like that was such a growth for our character at the end because she realizes that her choices impact not just her but other people's lives as well and so it's like even though she wasn't gaining anything from this miss elm was gaining something from her so i know i just really liked her and i didn't i liked that she didn't like hold her hand either like she's like it's kind of up to you i'm not going to tell you which book to choose I really liked her
0: um along those lines I was looking at some too and some people didn't like the it's a wonderful life aspect of the book
1: or Christmas Carol yeah. aspect of this book yeah which I
0: did like I actually liked that I did like it too yeah. I liked seeing how her her old neighbor went to you know went to was sent to a rest home because she wasn't there to give him his pills the boy she taught piano to because she wasn't there teaching piano mm-hmm. he had a life of crime like all these things that she ultimately she did she wanted to commit suicide because she felt like she didn't matter mm-hmm. and she didn't impact anything but she really did and even though it is very cheesy I liked that cheese
1: yeah but because but at the same time though it's like things that are prevalent in her life right now it's not like she went down the road and she achieved all these things like she made a decision to help the people that were already in her immediate circle which I think was so huge yeah. with it but it's like at the same time I liked that cheese too I really did so I didn't I didn't mind it yeah. I didn't mind it because it was in a story that I hadn't read before yeah. And I liked that she didn't, like, just slide into another Nora story. That was my one. That's the reason why I didn't drop my rating is because she she didn't stay in a story. I think if she would have stayed yeah. in another life, I would have dropped my rating. I agree. Because that's just a cheap cop-out way to go really is. And that's what Mrs. Elm was trying to tell her. Like, yeah. you might think you found the perfect life, but in that, life is going to come with other struggles and decisions that you have to make. Yep. You know, so I really liked that. Okay, I want to know what happened to the other slider dude. What is his name? Jean-Claude? what a <laughs> Jacques. He was French. I know. Jacques? <laughs> yeah. What is his name? Jean... I don't know. What happened to him?
0: I don't think we are supposed to know. But I did like that. So I wrote this down in my likes where she had sex with him and it was bad and she just like left.
1: It was bad. I don't want to stay here anymore. She's like, I don't know if this is bad or not, but it kind of felt like nothing. Maybe he's a master at sex because he's had it so many times. She says,
0: I may not have been sure about what interests me. But I absolutely was sure about what didn't. And she just went back to the library. I was like, well, damn. Okay.
1: (laughs) But I still want to know what happened to him. So he's been doing it for like... Long time. I don't... And they never say exactly how... Is it like 300 something? I think it was like 300. Yeah. So it's like, where's his body?
0: I don't... I think his whole point is Nora figured it out.
1: Yeah. She
0: figured it out. She didn't want to die. She got herself to the hospital by way of her neighbor. Whereas this guy is not figuring it out. Yeah. So he's just constantly in limbo. I think that's what we're were supposed to get. So he's just buried in a breathable coffin or something? He's just continuing to live (laughs) regrets. He's
1: just constantly living regrets until he figures it out. Which I don't think he would. I don't think so either. I think he's gotten too used to sliding into other lives. Like he... Maybe that's a good metaphor. With like, if you can't really decide how you're gonna lead your life, you just constantly take the easy way out and just say, "I don't want it anymore."
0: Hmm. Um. I couldn't put this in my spoilers because, and this is this goes with the the in your in the non spoiler uh-huh. when you were like, some of the characters were not fleshed out.
1: Oh yes.
0: Yes. So, um. I like that her initial regrets were based on people that had a re- that were upset with her. It wasn't her regret. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her regret. It was I didn't stay in the band and Robbie hates me, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go and see what happens. I quit swimming and my dad was mad, so I'm gonna see what happens. I didn't become a glacier, and the only reason why I wanted to was because Mrs. Elm said, hey, this is cool, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to see. So all these regrets she was living was because of somebody else, Mm -hmm. and I like the message of we can't weigh ourselves down by other people's regrets. So that's why I felt like their characters weren't fleshed out because they were there for a reason, like Robbie was pissed at her about her not staying in the band, and then when she went, and it, it was his regret, not hers. It was, it was, you know, she did quit a lot, but he was upset with her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that she was upset with herself for that quitting. So that's why I didn't feel like the characters were okay. not fleshed
1: out. See, and I, I, I agree with you. I do. I do agree that that's probably, like, what the reason was. It was just hard because... Because, like, we were introduced to all these people to kind of help guide her along, and then they just no longer existed. Except for her brother. Yeah. I think the most, like, one of the most touching stories of hers was, like, to go back before her dad died. And, like, that moment where she hears him on the phone, because I've lost my dad, so it was like, would I want to go relive him being alive to then to have to say goodbye to him? I was like... That's, I don't know. I don't know if I would say yes. Because I feel like our brains have already, like, you know, you bandage up a situation and, and you move forward. So it's kind of, you know, guided you to something else. Um, let's see. I really, I liked the fact that with, that that she had no prior memory going into each story she was starting it anew. And it was the longer she was in each life, she would start to regain memory as to what could have happened and her brain would, like, piece it together based on the information she gave. And I was like, that's rather interesting that the human brain would just all of a sudden create a story. Like, based on a few facts, you are able to kind of get a general story as to how everything is.
0: Yeah. I liked it. Anything
1: else? I do not. Yeah, I really liked the ending, and I liked the ending because she had to face her regrets and start fresh. I really liked that whole entire concept. And the fact that you know, she wasn't just in a happily ever relationship. She had to figure her life out, and it just took one step at a time in a positive direction. So, I like that. One. And then maybe she
0: was gonna accept Ash's coffee offer, or maybe not.
1: Or maybe not. Or maybe, maybe not. she went and she decided to be in a band. That was so funny. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she was famous a lot. and a lot of her, like, past lives. Like, she was a famous swimmer, she was a famous guitarist, and she was a famous, um glaciologist or whatever that's called. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you would have made a name for yourself in some of these big uh, ticket careers. (laughs) But
0: even her life with Ash, she was a, what was she? She was a teacher,
1: and then she decided to take a sabbatical to write a book. Yeah. So. So
0: she was successful in every one of the lives, regretted lives.
1: I like that she yeah and she le- she led like the simple life like what a super simple life would look like so i liked i like that we got like the super high and the super lows anyway if you have not read Matt Hegg's new newest book the midnight library you need to check it out yeah did be on your top 10 for the year
0: the way it's going now yeah cuz i read some <laughs> crap it <laughs> 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 <That>
1: sounds good <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I have to I have to ask you this question, because I saw someone else do this about how they were rating, were books as hyped up as they had planned out to be? Is it no, a little bit, a lot of it, or yes? Do you think this book had too much hype? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean... A lot of bit. I I it. I didn't read the other fiction bit. books on the good... Once again, Goodreads is stupid. I don't go by that, but yeah, it was hyped up. Good, is it? I didn't obviously. I didn't give it a five, so it didn't blow me away. Mm Mhm. So.
1: I think it was was hyped.
0: I, not way, way, way up your height, but maybe like a little bit under. I see the appeal. I see the appeal. (laughs) I see why people liked it, but is it like oh my?
1: But thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you come back next time. We are going to be talking about another romance book, right? Is it romance? Yeah, what's it called? What's the title, (laughs) Don? Christina. (laughs) We will have it. Summer is like our, we're just deeming it our romance B.T. reads because not a lot of good books come out in the summertime, so.
0: soulmate
1: quotient right the soulmate equation question equation soulmate equation by christina lauren that is going to be our next book so until next time we'll catch you in the next podcast Bye. Bye.